Chapter Sixteen of Jean Craig, Graduate Nurse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jean Craig, Graduate Nurse by K. Littleton. Double Triumph. And these guys do all their own work too tommy continued the craig family was at lunch and at the moment was listening with mounting interest to tommy's story about mercyville for tommy had been spending many afternoons out at the boys town with his new chum bert kramer they make their own butter and cheese from their own milk and they've a neat carpentry shop too they make furniture and stuff but they seem to have lots of time for games and swimming and stuff timmy is making a swell adjustment he's crazy about the place he grinned i wouldn't mind living there myself mr craig smiled i guess we'll have to lose you somewhere son maybe mercyville will take you in mrs craig nodded i thought they already had seems to me tommy's been out there almost constantly mother tommy asked would it be okay if i brought bert home to dinner my goodness tommy mrs craig said i was wondering when you were going to invite him here you've been out there so much would tonight be okay he's having his tryout this afternoon here in town and he could come after that tonight would be fine mrs craig agreed you say he plays the violin mr craig asked well i never heard him play but that's what he said tommy said what does he look like kit asked oh i don't know like a fellow he's taller than me but he's older mrs craig smiled tonight we'll have a dinner for our musicians we were going to have a special dinner for doris anyway jeepers tommy cried that's swell excuse me please i'll call him right away before he leaves mercyville he jumped from the table i think i hear becky in the kitchen mrs craig said getting up from the table she went into the hall and called to becky i'm just putting some fresh cookies into your jar becky called back land but i've a mess of em here judge ellis would be sick for a week if i left them around the house for him to nibble at she bustled into the hall well marge she said so this is the big day just get over one and you have another jean sure is right smart in her cap and everything thank you becky mrs craig said we're pretty proud of her and yes this is doris's day and now tommy has invited a friend from bercyville for dinner so we'll have a little party we can use the cookies you see you're welcome to em child i've heard about this mercyville place it's wonderful i understand she picked up her basket i have to run march but you let me know first you hear about how doris comes out mrs craig walked with her to the door i certainly will becky and thanks so much for the cookies after lunch doris went into the living room to practice mrs craig worried about whether or not doris should practice just before her tryout but she kept silent not wanting to upset her daughter as she heard doris's skilful fingers run over scales and arpeggios she relaxed and went about her household chores with a light heart certainly doris couldn't fail to impress the examiners 
at three o'clock they arrived mrs tyler doris's music teacher appeared with mr henson and miss smythe of the college mrs craig brought them into the parlor where doris was still limbering up her fingers this is doris she said introducing her child to the young teachers i'm glad we had the chance to break in on your practicing mr henson said it's sometimes easier to tell about a performance when the girl doesn't realize we're listening doris smiled shyly and sat down on the bench i know you're in a hurry so i'll start right off she said she opened her small program with a bach prelude her fingers moved with precision and grace then she played the first movement of a beethoven sonata and she closed with a chopin etude mr hansen and miss smythe were silent for a moment after doris had finished finally mr hansen stood up forgive me if i appear to be rude mrs craig but i would like to talk to miss smythe alone for a minute of course mrs craig cried jumping up doris and mrs tyler followed her out into the hall you were just perfect doris mrs tyler said i never heard you play so well she wiped her eyes oh mother doris sighed leaning against mrs craig i'm scared mrs craig patted her arm relax darling we probably won't know for several months whether or not you won if not you can always try again mr hansen stepped into the hall he stroked his chin thoughtfully as they all went back into the living room i don't understand it he said thoughtfully i simply don't understand it at all miss smythe and i have been travelling the length of the east coast and right here in elmhurst we do something we've never done before not once but twice doris clutched her mother's hand it's our usual procedure mr hansen continued to award five scholarships to timothy college a year we make quite comprehensive notes about each student and then talk it over later and reward them just before the opening of school after we've completed our trip but this afternoon we heard a young man a violinist who prompted us to choose him without any further discussion he's extremely gifted i haven't heard talent in such a youngster for years and now your daughter she is very gifted mrs craig both miss smythe and i have no hesitation in inviting doris to timothy for a year of study doris stared wide-eyed at the man you mean he nodded this seems to be good climate for musicians i hope you'll decide to accept our scholarship doris you've a precious talent my dear doris burst into tears and ran from the room mrs craig looked after her uncertainly let her go mrs craig miss smythe said she'll be all right in a few minutes mrs craig gestured with her hands i i don't know what to say except thank you thank you very much mr hansen chuckled we're more than thanked by hearing such a promising youngster i really would like to know what you people do to produce such talent up here i hope you can stay to tea mrs craig said miss smythe shook her head regretfully i hate to turn you down mrs craig but we have a train to catch in one hour still in a daze mrs craig watched them as they went down the long driveway and as she stood in the doorway she saw tommy and his new friend bert drive up toward the house they waved at the passing car and then they spotted her bert brought his car to a halt and they jumped out the older boy brought along his violin and tucked it under his arm hey mom here's bert kramer tommy called as they dashed up the porch steps and you know what mrs craig grinned as she clasped the boy's hand yes i do she said and i think it's perfectly marvellous thank you mrs craig bert said my winning that scholarship will mean a lot to us all out there just as doris's winning means a lot to us mrs craig answered tommy stared at his mother ah oh, you're kidding he said they told bert they hardly ever tell before they get back to timothy mrs craig said i know they made an exception in bert's case 
and in Doris's case, too. Tommy turned a handspring in the hall. Dopey, old Doris, he cried. Why, Tommy, his mother said, isn't she wonderful, Mom? He cried. Isn't she just about the most wonderful girl ever? Take Bird upstairs to see Jack, Mrs. Craig told her son. I think Doris is up with him now. We have a son in bed with rheumatic fever, she explained to Bert. Yes, ma'am, I know, Bert said. I'm very sorry. Come on, Bert, Tommy cried. You'll like Jack. Upstairs, Doris was pouring out the story of the afternoon to Jack, who lay back on his pillow, grinning from ear to ear. I told you you could do it, Doris, he said as Tommy and Bert came in. Hi, Tommy, he said. Doris, this is Bert Kramer, Tommy said, and this is my brother Jack. Doris turned to face the boys. Her large, dark eyes were shining with happiness, and her cheeks were flushed. Bert looked at her as if he were seeing an angel. Suddenly he tore his gaze away and strode over to Jack's cot. Hi there, Jack, Bert said. Tommy's told me a lot about you. Bert won a scholarship, two kids. Jeepers, what talented company I have, Jack cried. And here I thought the Doris was just family. I guess I'll have to be more polite to the genius in the future. Jack, you're a goose, Doris said, hugging him. And Bert, I think it's wonderful that you won. Thank you, Doris, Bert said. I'm just now beginning to realize how lucky I was to win. Doris looked at him. She saw his honest brown eyes looking straight into hers, and she blushed. Dinner was hilarious. Mr. Craig and Tommy and Jack, who was permitted to eat downstairs now, kept everyone in stitches with old jerks and bad puns. And after a dessert of apple pie and ice cream, the family adjourned to the parlor. I wonder, Mr. Craig mused, whether we might hear our young geniuses perform. Without hesitation, Bert said, I left my violin in the hall. If you like, I'll get it. He's a pretty poised youngster for one so young, Mr. Craig said, watching him go out to the hall. My, he's a nice kid, Git said. You can say that again, Tommy agreed. I'm going to get the gang together next time he comes to for dinner. We'll have a peachy time. They could hear Bert tuning his violin in the hall. Tommy, Mr. Craig said, isn't Bert a little old for your gang? He glanced over at Doris. I have a hunch that next time he comes to dinner, he might be calling on someone else. Bert came back into the parlor and handed Doris some sheet music. This isn't exactly fair. You have to do all the sight reading. I know it by heart. Doris sat down at the piano. I don't mind, she said. Oh, good, Scarlatti. Why, I know this sonata. They began to play. The music transported everyone in the room, and they played together as if they had practiced together for years. As he played, Bert looked down at Doris, and Mr. Craig nodded and stroked his chin. It was obvious to him that they would see a great deal of Bert Kramer this summer, and not as part of Tommy's gang. End of chapter 16